When we think of Archangels, it's easy to consider the likes of Archangel Michael, the warrior angel, who defeated a rebelling Lucifer in Revelations and continued to serve as God's right-hand man. There is also the Archangel Gabriel, the messenger angel, who had important roles such as bringing the news to Mary that she would conceive the baby Jesus. Others may look to those not featured in the Bible, such as the Archangel Raphael, who in the book of Tobit defeats the demon Asmodeus and saves the innocent Sarah from his clutches. Or the Archangel Uriel, who in the book of Enoch guides Enoch through the layers of heaven, as well as serving as he who ferries the sinners to the lake of fire in the end times. But one archangel that is often overlooked, perhaps because of his ambiguity and lack of reference in biblical texts, is the archangel Azrael, the archangel of death. Whilst he does appear in some Jewish traditions, the archangel appears to be most prominent in Islam, where we see him mentioned in Surah 32.11. Believers are taught that upon their demise, it is the angel of death who will receive them, and that it is his role to take the dead to Allah, whereby man is returned to his creator. The Quran tells us, the angel of death who has been entrusted with you will take you up. Thereafter to your Lord, you will be returned. Those of the faith share an idea that when those who have not accepted Allah, or those who have sinned, will end up in Jahannam, or hell. There it is the archangel of death who will preside over them, and that when they cry out for help, it is he who they will be met with, whereby he will reaffirm that their place is now here. Azrael does not act independently however, as you might imagine, but instead is instructed by Allah of whose soul to take when their time is at an end. According to one tradition, Allah severs a leaf from a tree below the heavenly throne, 40 days before the death of a particular person. Here the name of the person is written on the leaf, whereby the Archangel Azrael collects the leaf and learns the identity of who he will be claiming. Other ideas within the Quran suggest that there is more than one angel of death, perhaps even a whole host of them according to some exegesis, of which some serve Azrael and aid him in his duties. The name Azrael however is a bit of a mystery, for it does not explicitly appear in the Quran. The name appears to be of Hebraic origin, given the suffix of El, a trend we see common in the other archangels. There are also what some might call incantation texts that have since been unearthed from various settlements in Mesopotamia that appear to confirm the presence of the name Azrael. However, the context of his role as the Angel of Death is not determined, and it is unclear whether this notion came about prior to the inception of Islam or after. The name nonetheless became popular in both Hebraic and Islamic writings, as well as possibly being adopted into Arabian culture amongst the jinn. The Ethiopic version of the Apocalypse of Peter meanwhile, a 2nd century apocalyptic piece of literature, details an entity known as Ezrael, which as you can see has some phonetic similarities, but instead of being an angel of death, this Ezrael appears to be an angel of vengeance, one who delivers punishment on those who have wronged others. But indeed, he appears to be predominantly a character associated with Islam, and is recognised as one of the four major archangels 
alongside Jibreel, Mikhail, and Israfil. In another narrative, Allah once ordered his angels to collect the dust for him so that he could make Adam, the first man. But it was only Azrael who was able to secure the right amount for him, and thus, he became the angel concerning the life and death of humankind. In ideas like this, Azrael becomes much less of a foreboding figure than his name suggests, and whilst in some ideas he is a merciless angel that stands watch over those in Jehanum, he is also benevolent in that he ferries souls of the righteous to paradise. In a similar belief, Azrael was said to be the only angel brave enough to face the hordes of Iblis, the devil, on earth, and that it was here he retrieved the dust and the necessary materials that would be used in the making of Adam. I suppose though, one might say he does take on the appearance of a most tremendous and somewhat foreboding character. He's often described as having four faces, a total of 4,000 wings and 70,000 feet. Other descriptions tell of him being made up of eyes and tongues, and that the number of eyes and tongues are so many that they equate to the number of men who are currently alive in the world. In some depictions, he is seen to be wearing a creamy white robe, so as to indicate his allegiance to the Most High God. In other, more Western ideas, he is depicted in black, and is considered to be an entity more akin to that of the Grim Reaper. He is also seen to be holding a scroll, which has the names and fates of every man who was, is, and will come to be, or that the list is being constantly updated, with the dead being erased, and the newly born being added. In Sufi traditions meanwhile, those that are sometimes defined as Islamic mysticism, there is an idea that the common man is met with a lesser form of the angel of death at his moment of demise, perhaps by one of Azrael's minions, or one of his angelic host. Meanwhile, greater men, those of the likes of prophets, are met by Azrael himself, where they are greeted warmly by him. Azrael is also thought to appear to such men not in a dreadful form, but instead a beautiful one. For those who have committed sin though, and lived unrighteous lives, they are thought to be met with Azrael's more horrific form, a form which strikes fear and absolute terror into he who beholds such a thing. Other ideas suggest that Azrael appears to righteous men before their time of death, so as to prepare them for it and that he can visit men either in the flesh or in their dreams, warning them that their time is near. After the burial of the deceased, two other angels independent of Azrael by the names Munkar and Nakir are thought in some beliefs to question those who have passed away, and that their faith is tested. Those who pass the test of these two angels are bestowed peace and comfort, whilst those who fail are delivered punishment. There are some ideas, not exclusive to Sufi traditions, that are practiced to prevent the arrival of Azrael, implying that he does act independently of Allah, and therefore can be stalled. By reciting particular ritualistic prayers, it is thought to prevent Azrael from entering the throat, by which is necessary for the angel to withdraw the soul. However, there exists a complementary idea that if Azrael is working for Allah, then he can return to the person who has attempted to refuse him with an apple inscribed with the name of God, 
and that this token cannot be denied. Essentially, Azrael always gets his man in the end. In perhaps a more violent take on this notion, the souls of the righteous are gently extracted from the body and carried carefully by Azrael to Allah. Those who are sinners, however, have their souls ripped out from their chests, regardless of their prayers and protests, and are hurled down to Jahannam. There are those, not necessarily of the Islamic faith, who believe in the potency and potential of the Archangel Azrael to bring them relief and blessings. There are those who believe that Azrael can appear to them in the form of white light, and that this white light is an indication that he is nearby, or watching over you, but that this is not a sign of imminent death. Instead, they believe that Azrael offers some fulfillment and comfort, and that as an angel who represents death, he also by proxy represents life. The white light mentioned can also be seen as a sign that the departed soul is now at rest, or has successfully reached paradise after having passed away. Others see comfort in Azrael for his wisdom, love and guidance, though these essences do not appear to be based around doctrine, but more so individual and personal experiences. There are those who subscribe to the ideas of angelology, or the summoning of archangels, and that the mineral calcite can be used to channel the archangel's energy into motivation, contentment and other wholesome feelings. In some Jewish legends, such as the scholar Joshua ben Levi of the 3rd century, the angel of death plays a prominent role, though he does not seem to be the same angel of death as Azrael. It's understood that when it was time for Joshua to die, the angel of death came for him, but Joshua first demanded that his place in heaven be shown to him. The angel consented and took Joshua to heaven, where he showed him where it was that he would be residing. But Joshua told the angel that he was terribly frightened of him, and that therefore he could not comprehend what he was seeing, given that the angel also possessed a menacing knife. He asked the angel if he could hold the knife instead, because this would make him feel more comfortable. Agreeing to this, the angel of death handed over his knife, and Joshua accepted it, before making a run for it and leaping over the wall of paradise, in an effort to cheat death. The angel, who was not permitted to enter paradise, was outwitted, but he did manage to grab hold of Joshua's garment and wouldn't let go until Joshua came out. But God, perhaps entertained by Joshua's antics, decided to keep Joshua in paradise, but that he would need to give the angel his knife back, because with it, he would continue to serve God by bringing death upon those whose time was up. Hesitant, Joshua handed the knife back to the angel of death, but only on the condition that he would tell him his name. So that he would never forget it, the angel of death took the knife and carved it into Joshua's arm, his name being Troke. Eventually, we are told that the wound healed, and Joshua would come to forget of Troke's name altogether. It is interesting to note here that whilst this is most certainly not Azrael, the concept of an angel of death bringing those who have died to God is quite common amongst many religions. In some beliefs, he appears benevolent and seeks only to transport the dead to God, where judgment is cast by the Almighty and only by the Almighty. 
Whilst the angel of death may facilitate the judgment, he's not able to declare it for himself. In other versions, he is indeed capable of harming those who have been marked, so to speak, as we've seen in some Islamic beliefs, where Azrael is permitted to rip the souls out of the bodies of those who have been weighed and found wanting. Death, of course, is significant, so it makes sense why the concept of an angel facilitating the act came about. In a way, it makes death tangible and gives us some hope that there is a life after death. The concept of an angel escorting us to our maker has some pleasant connotations and gives believers the sense that there is something more and that the life that they live has some potential to grant them something greater when they die. With Azrael and Islam, death is not the termination of life, but the continuation in some form or another in the afterlife. The idea of Azrael also helps believers prepare for death and for the possibility of receiving blessings and peace from Allah upon their passing. Of course, assuming they've lived wholesome, righteous lives. Azrael then becomes a symbol of the gateway between this life and the next one, and something of a prelude for a world and existence that no man can ever truly know, until that time has come. <laughs>